Hello, dear reader, listener, word seeker. Welcome to the Mind Readers podcast. Mind readers, right? I know, but it's not what you think. We don't read minds, we read books. This podcast is about books, about reading, and the stories that we all have. So join me, Shri Vidya Shivakumar, and Swati Nair as we talk books, words, stories. So come on in to our cozy library. We are warmed up by coffee, conversation, and camaraderie. Welcome, friend. Hello, lovely listeners. Welcome to Mind Readers, a podcast where we explore mental health through literature, reading, and culture. I am your host, Shri Vidya, and with me is my co-host, Swati. Together, we're going to dive into that fantastic world where our favorite books meet the big screen. Hello, Swati. How's it going? Hey, Shri Vidya. I'm doing great, and I'm super excited about today's episode. Books and movies, right? What a combo. The moment you mentioned it in the last episode, I knew we simply had to do it. I'm excited too. So to kick off this episode, here's my first thought. Haven't you often wondered how your favorite book characters might look if they were to be in a movie? For example, I enjoyed reading The Lincoln Highway by Amor Tolles and can see Jarel Jerome as Emmett and maybe Jacob Tremblay as his brother Billy. I also remember imagining what Shantaram by Gregory David Roberts might look like, what the author might look like. As I read the book and many years later, I was delighted that I hadn't been too off base. Of course, now I think Charlie Hunnam might have been ideal for that role. <laughs> I like Jaren Jerome. So maybe I will just watch the movie, although I've not read the book. Okay. I, I think every book lover would have imagined their characters at some point or the other, right? Like true. Like, yeah. For example, when I think of The Middleman by Shankar, I imagine Rajkumar Rao as the protagonist. Hmm. Or if I think of Behold the Dreamers by Mbolo Mbwe, I would think of Michael B. Jordan as Jende and Lupita hmm. Nyongo as Nenny in the lead roles. Both of these books are, are books that I have loved reading. Um, so, and, and I also think it works the other way around too. For example, I cannot think of anyone else other than Anthony Hopkins in Remains of the Day. He just fits that role of the butler so well. Oh gosh, of course you're right. I think the dignity and presence that Sir Anthony brings to the screen is unmistakable. Um, and you know, there's Marlon Brando as the godfather. Yes. There's Gregory Peck as Atticus Finch. But my, my question is this, would you classify any of these books that we've talked about as your comfort reads. And before you answer, let me just describe what a comfort read looks like to me. Mm -hmm. It's probably a book you feel like turning to again and again. A book that you can relate to and form a strong emotional or psychological bond with. Sometimes it's the character. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's the Some There's something or maybe everything about the book that speaks to you. But I think a comfort reading, a comfort read should also be easy reading. You know, yeah. there shouldn't be too many words that make you run for the dictionary. Like for me, a comfort read would be something like The Devil Wears Prada by Lauren Weisberger. 
He's right. I haven't read that book, but I watched the movie and I really loved it. And yeah, it was a good movie. And I think your definition of a comfort read was very well defined because if you asked me, I would have been a tad confused because books generally, all books are a source of comfort for me. <laughs> but I, I get what you're saying. And, and let me add that sometimes books can be a comfort read in the sense of how a mug of hot chocolate or a bowl of Maggie can make you sigh in, in, in con- contentment, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes they can be comforting in the sense of making you feel that you're not alone in what you're going through. Um, through characters who persevere through a lot of challenges, through situations that were unpleasant, but eventually turn out positively. I think such books help you feel very inspired, very hopeful and supported, right? Yeah, not just books. So obviously the characters that persevere or books that are inspiring and hopeful. I have one in mind and I'm sure you're familiar with this, the Harry Potter series. Of course. Uh, it makes me feel all these emotions that you just spoke of. Even uh, even Cheryl's trades, Wild, I thought was a very inspiring book. Just the struggle of a young woman. So what are your comfort reads, Swati? This was my original question before we digressed a bit. Hmm, good question. I think I have a couple of comfort reads. One is a graphic novel series called The Tea Dragon Society by K. O'Neill. The second one is a memoir named Birds Art Life by Kyo McClear. The first one, the Tea Dragon series, is is centered around a small set of characters. It's, It's a very heartwarming bunch of stories about acceptance, kindness, inclusion, friendship, so many different themes that goes on in that uh, in, in that series. And there's also so much representation as well. There's a character in a wheelchair, some people who speak sign language, non-binary characters. It's very rare to find such a thoughtful book, a thoughtfully written Did book. It. Yeah. Did it. And they all, and it's so cute because they all have little tea dragons they need to take care of and nurture. And when they're very well taken care of, the owner can get tea leaves, which have special properties. So cute, no? Oh, my God. (laughs) And I so hope that someone makes a movie out of uh, this tea tea dragon series because it would be a delight to watch on screen, I'm sure. And and I would not want anyone else other than Studio Ghibli to make this series. Of course. You know, I've never heard of the Tea Dragon series, but it sounds utterly fascinating. And of course, who else but Studio Ghibli to actually make the film? In fact, I recently watched my first of uh-huh. the studio because a friend recommended this movie called, I'm sure you've heard of it, Grave of Fireflies. Grave of the Fireflies. It was right. very moving and poignant, I thought. Oh, I adore Grave of the Fireflies. And I am a big Ghibli fan. I ah. have a sweatshirt with a print of Totoro, which is a movie I watched like, I, I don't know, some three or four times. And <laughs> I have watched almost all of their movies, I think. See, so you're giving me another movie now I need to figure out. I really need to watch more by the studio, I think. You should, you should, you really should, right? You, so to get back to what we were talking about, God, we digress so much. Yeah, I would, that's the movie. <laughs> Talking of comfort reads, right? Like, so yes. the second one, which is um, Birds Art Life, that's a book about mm-hmm. grief, being in the moment, discovering new joys. And the author finds herself being a little lost 
after her father falls sick she meets a musician who takes her bird watching and as she goes on to different places to spot birds she realizes it involves a lot of patience and waiting mm. so this activity kind of helps her reflect gain perspective and it kind of calms her anxiety kind of steadies her a little bit and and again if i were to imagine this one as a movie i would see it as a japanese manga hmm movies like 5 cm per second or weathering with you or silent voices something along those lines you know very very quiet transcendent emotional kind of movies i'm i'm making rapid notes as you speak because i haven't heard of any of them so thank you so much for these references oh then you must absolutely watch them and i think a couple of them are available online i think 5 cm okay. is there on youtube okay and uh, silent voices is on netflix i'll put the links in the notes on our website for our listeners anyway yep that'll be great yeah so i think all these imaginings of how some books could be on screen have now brought me to a very important question do you like movie adaptations of books you read Swati, I always challenge my students to find me a movie better than the book, and I've always held it to be an impossible task, right? <laughs> but, but I'm willing to get off my bookish high horse and say uh-huh. that there may be movies that okay. are pretty good too. What stance are you holding on to these days, Swati? <laughs> I'm very much inclined to to agree with you there. I. <laughs> I have this resistance towards movie adaptations of books I've read. Right. Because I fear I just spoil the great experience I had with the book, you know. A case in point, I'll tell you. Is Gone mm. with the Wind. Ah. Oh. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge book and it's difficult yeah. to adapt it extremely faithfully. I get that. But yep. I felt that there were huge portions that that there were just gaping holes. Hmm. It hadn't covered some of the important points, important characters, mm-hmm. things like that. And uh, even Pony and Selwyn, if you look at mm-hmm. that, I know the opinion is divided. I read the. It, it. Some people say it's great. Some people say it's not all that great. I read the entire set of the five volumes, all the books, and I can say at least I feel that the movies do not do justice to the reading experience. I haven't read the books but I went to watch the movie with uh, two people who had and they were discussing the movie uh, the book so much and they had the same opinion as you that the movie just right. did not come anywhere close right. uh, to any of the books so I do see your point in fact uh-huh. if you remember Swati last week uh, last time we discussed this with Rebecca right in the last episode so um about how it was not really as great as the book is and like you said i get that a full length movie is not equal to a right. book or a book series right which brings me to some movie adaptations i'm not a fan of i did not enjoy the life of pi the movie okay because there's a crucial scene in the book that sheds light on the unreliable narrative of the book and it's just missing from the movie oh, no. so that was a pretty big omission i i thought Uh-huh. and while room the movie is so beautifully done it lacks some of the intrigue that the book held for me hmm. and uh, there's midnight's children cloud atlas my list of not great movie adaptations kind of goes on right so what my question is would you watch a movie adaptation of a book you haven't read 
because for a long time i refused to watch movies or series of books i had not read mm-hmm. and then i watched game of thrones and that's that so <laughs> you know um and there's we for vendetta i always imagine that i will introduce myself to someone like we does not a patch on hugo weaving who is magnificent as we but i think it would be lovely to do it i think so with your permission i'm going to attempt this long we dialogue uh, today yeah go for it okay wala in view humble vaudevillian veteran cast vicariously as both victim and villain by the vicissitudes of fate this visage no mere veneer of vanity is a vestige of the vox populi now vacant vanished however this valorous visitation of a bygone vexation stands vivified and has vowed to vanquish these venal and virulent vermin vanguarding vice and vouchsafing the violently vicious and voracious violation of volition the only verdict is vengeance a vendetta held as a votive not in vain for the value and veracity of such shall bundy vindicate the vigilant and the virtuous verily this vicious swaz of verbiage bears most verbose so let me simply add that it's my very good honor to meet you and you may call me v goodness i enjoyed that <laughs> oh i i enjoyed listening to you uh, you know reading that out the, that I just so. rolls off the tongue with delicious alliteration right yes yeah, and the power of those words the vishiswas of verbiage gives me goosebumps imagine thank you so much for indulging me i've always wanted to do it and this is the first time i've actually done this i'm thrilled thank you <laughs> it was brilliant brilliant thank you Yeah and okay so to, to answer your question again yes yes please <laughs> <laughs> right so i think we are again in agreement i must say yeah. i might watch a movie adaptation of some books but not yes. some others mm. um for example i've been resisting watching the movie into the wild because i've heard so much about the book but then who knows perhaps the movie could be really good also hmm. right you never know which brings me to atonement my go to right. example for a movie that was as brilliant as the book right so it's it's an unsettling story it's very moving in its tale of love and guilt um and for those of you who don't know i'll just give you a summary it's it's about 13 year old brainy who sets in motion a series of unfortunate events out of sheer misunderstanding and misinterpretation brainy accuses robbie of something he never did and she's completely convinced at the time that he did you saw him then yes i saw him just as you see me i know it was him you know it was him or you saw him yes i did i saw him with your own eyes Yes. I saw him. I saw him with my own eyes. And then Brainy realizes her mistake, but it's too late. The book is and the rest of the book is about her search for atonement. Mm-hmm. So, um I really adored the book and although I read it almost 15 years ago, I think. I remember some of it so well, mainly because 
I happened to watch the movie and the movie was just terrific. Yep. You know, Kira Knightley as C, James McAvoy as Robbie and Shesha Ronan as Bryony. And and Shesha Ronan was, this was as a child actress. She was, this was before she became famous as she is now. So they're all outstanding in their portrayal of, of so many emotions, the pain, the grief, the betrayal, so much that ensues. And I'm not surprised that uh, the movie got seven Oscar recommendations. So, so that was one. And uh, another book to movie adaptation that kind of stands out for me is uh, The Help by Catherine Stockett. Yes. That was another book I, I absolutely enjoyed. And I was happy to see that the movie uh, did justice to it. It did not take away that enjoyment. Um, of course, you can't get much wrong when there's people like Emma Stone, Octavia Spencer, and Viola Davis. Oh, yeah. Uh, in terms of the <laughs> in terms of the acting, true. true. Yeah, but um, in terms of giving characters space, I think the movie sort of prioritized Keeter as the lead, while in the hmm. book, Keeter and the maids get equal space. And uh, some of the scenes cut short the actual length of the incidents in the book, but I mean, I guess that's natural that's fine so okay i'll be going on and on and i think i'll pause to hear your thoughts and on some of your recommendations now (laughs) (laughs) Um, i don't know if i would use the word enjoyed when when it comes to either the book or the movie into the wild it just made me feel sad uh somehow because there was a young man who thought he had figured it out right so Mm -hmm. there's a sadness in that book and that movie for me Right. Just like you, Swati, I loved Atonement, the book and the movie. Uh-huh. It's it's so moving. And I, I've always imagined a happy, wonderful ending for C and Robbie because the truth about them is sometimes just too sad to bear. True. And there are other fantastic movies too. For example, Rita Hayworth and The Shawshank mm-hmm. Redemption by Stephen King mm-hmm. became the iconic movie we all know as The Shawshank Redemption. Right. And then there is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest to Kill a Mockingbird. Right. But I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse, Swati, and mention my favorite book to movie adaptation, and that would be Mario Puzo's Godfather, of Part course. One. Right. Mm-hmm. And the film has the sepia tinted feel all through, right? The casting is nothing short of inspired, especially Robert Duval as uh, Tom Hagen and mm-hmm. the music. I mean, speak softly, love, and hold me warm against your heart. I mean, come on. I There's know. everything going for that, um, for that fantastic movie. Right. I also, closer to in closer home, I enjoyed the Vishal Bharadwaj trilogy of William Shakespeare's plays. Huh. His, his movies, Haider, Omkara, and Makbul, based on Hamlet, Othello, and Macbeth. I thought they were very well done. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but my favorite has to be The Godfather. And, you know, I must mention To Kill a Mockingbird because um, I've already spoken about it before. And mm. I think that this book, uh, this movie stands so tall for me because of the gravitas of Gregory Peck. I have mm. tried, I've actually not tried to imagine anyone else in that role because I think he does such justice to it. You know, he's a fantastic actor. He has that right. presence and the movie is black and white. And there's so much to admire in the film. And then there's Robert Duval again. Right. How brilliant is he as Boo Radley? Right? Absolutely. And um, one more that I would like to mention, just because it's the opposite of what normally happens. Mm. It's uh, Walls with Bashir by Ari Folman. 
Mm-hmm. And it's a docudrama that Ari Folman wrote, directed and produced. And mm-hmm. it's about his experiences as a soldier mm-hmm. during the Lebanon war in 1982 and the Sabra and Shatila massacre. And the the, move, the film was actually made into a graphic novel in 2009 rather than the other way around. So I oh, found that's that quite interesting. Yeah. And it's a very, very powerful graphic novel and a movie. So yeah, these would be movies that work well on their own for me, not just as book adaptations, but just as great movies too. Right. You, you're actually right in that, you know. And uh, I think, yes, why by Cheryl Strayed for me? Uh, that yeah. would be my choice for, uh, which you also had mentioned earlier. Yeah. yeah. I haven't read the book, but I really love the movie. I mean, okay. with the Spoon is just excellent as Cheryl and... I thought the movie just showed her experiences. So it just brought it to life. So vivid. And um, I know we've talked about a lot of books and movies so far, but can it ever be enough? Our curiosity is immense when it comes to movies and books. So Srividhi and I asked around and here are some great recommendations of movies adapted from books that our friends and listeners have enjoyed. Hey, this is Arnava. Silence of the Lambs is probably my most favorite movie adaptation. Hi, this is Shaila. My favorite book to movie adaptation would be the Harry Potter series. Hi, Swati. Shalini here. Thank you so much for including me in this uh, recommendation series. I would have to say my favorite book to screen adaptation, I'm not saying movie, I'm saying screen, is Pride and Prejudice. And there was a six-part series done by BBC with Colin Firth in it. And I think there is no other adaptation that can top that. And I think the second one would be Gone with the Wind with uh, Clark, not Clark, yeah, Clark Gable and Vivian Lee. I think they did justice to the book. And then, of course, uh, to Kill a Mockingbird because Gregory Peck I would think for Gregory Peck and also uh, as a grown up as an adult I think Gregory Peck is a kind of father I would have liked to have and now as a parent I think I try to be like Gregory Peck in how I treat my kids so those are the three movies books or books to screen adaptations that I like Yay. So we, of course, got Gone with the Wind, To Kill a Mocking Bird, Harry Potter. I know that I speak for Swati also when I tell you that we love these recommendations. We have a few more from other listeners and I can see some common favorites here. Yeah. Sai Nandan gives us The Silence of the Lambs and uh, No Country for Old Men as his picks, two really, really powerful books and movies. Absolutely. Ashish recommends uh, The Shawshank Redemption. And Sunita picks the Harry Potter series and To Kill a Mockingbird. So there you have it, Swati. With that, I I assume it is time to finally wrap up this episode. This was such fun and so interesting, no? Very much, very much. And I'm I'm so surprised that our readers also kind of picked similar books to ours, right? Yeah, true. Yeah. So thank you to all of you who gave your choices. They were all really lovely. And as you can see, we read the same kind of books. 
I <laughs> haven't seen some of the movies. Uh, and I think now I have enough on my watch list for the weekend. At least for the weekend. Now I'm, I'm feeling so bad that I didn't mention The Silence of the Lambs and No Country for Old Men because I like both the books and the movies as well. But then, oh. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I suppose that's just the way it goes. And just like you, Swati, I think we've had some lovely choices and some fantastic films to watch or rewatch. Yeah. And as always, we would love for our audience to write in and tell us what they thought of this episode. We truly enjoyed this conversation, just like we enjoy talking about books and movies all the time. And we really look forward to your suggestions and ideas for our future episodes. Until then, here's the mind readers saying bye-bye and take care. Bye-bye. And here's wishing you many days ahead filled with great reads. Take care. This was a Mind Readers podcast brought to you by Mind Stories. We hope you enjoyed our freewheeling conversation. Please do leave a comment for us, subscribe to our podcast, share it with fellow readers and non-readers. Let's grow the circle, shall we? See you soon with another exciting and fun episode of Mind Readers. Till then, keep reading and may you find warmth and acceptance between the pages.